0: This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. The governor of Luhansk said Severodonetsk was now divided, quote, more or less, in half between Ukrainian and Russian troops. It had been reported that 70% of the strategically important eastern city had been captured by Russia until a Ukrainian counterattack. Meanwhile, explosions were reported in the capital, Kiev, during the early hours of Sunday morning. Emmanuel Macron insisted that Vladimir Putin must not be, quote, humiliated in Ukraine, despite the Russian president making a, quote, historic and fundamental mistake in invading his neighbor. France's president, who said he has spent hundreds of hours talking with Mr. Putin, wants to keep open the possibility of a diplomatic end to the war. Ukraine's foreign minister said Mr. Macron risked humiliating France and that only, quote, putting Russia in its place would bring peace. Later, Mr. Putin threatened to strike targets he has so far spared if America supplies Ukraine with longer-range missiles. North Korea carried out probably its biggest single missile test a day after its southern neighbor and America finished joint military exercises. South Korean authorities reported that the North fired at least eight short-range ballistic missiles into the sea off its coast, concluding that this was a, quote, test and challenge for the security posture of the new South Korean government. The World Health Organization said that there have been 780 confirmed monkeypox cases over the last three weeks in countries where it is not endemic. It is the first time that the usually mild infection has spread beyond West and Central Africa, mainly to Europe and America. The WHO declares that the global risk level for monkeypox is, quote, moderate. In Bangladesh, a huge explosion at a storage depot killed at least 49 people and injured hundreds more. The accident happened at Sitakunda, near the city and seaport of Chittagong. Firefighters were also killed in the blast. Some reports suggested that it may have been caused by chemicals stored in transport containers catching fire. The site is one of the country's biggest transport hubs. Six people were arrested in Hong Kong as police tried to smother any attempt to mark the anniversary of the massacre that took place around Tiananmen Square in 1989. People carrying flowers or wearing black were targeted in the city, which, until 2019, was the only place in China where Tiananmen memorials were permitted. Authorities there now tow the mainland's repressive line on the subject. And fact of the day, 65%. About the proportion of crude oil that Hungary imports from Russia. Hungary is the EU country most opposed to an oil embargo on Russia. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. European Divisions on Ukraine The gap among Western countries over the end game in Ukraine keeps widening. Germany is often chastised for being a Russland Versteher, a Russian understander. But that title might best apply to France, after its president, Emmanuel Macron, repeated a comment he made last month that, quote, Russia must not be humiliated. Ukrainian leaders are furious. What's Mr. Macron up to? He appears to be motivated by memories of the 1919 Versailles Treaty, whose punitive terms, many argue, led to the rise of Nazism and the Second World War. If so, such thinking seems premature. War in Ukraine is still raging. The battle for the eastern city of Severodonetsk hangs in the balance. Mr. Macron may be worried about nuclear escalation, particularly if the Russian army is routed. He may also hope to cast himself as a mediator in any future peace talks, which requires maintaining distance from America and a dialogue with Russia. All at odds in the Americas Expectations are low for what could be a particularly fractious summit of the Americas, a regional gathering starting in Los Angeles on Monday. For starters, the presidents of several countries, including Mexico, Honduras, and Bolivia, say they won't come in protest over the United States' decision not to invite authoritarian heads of state in Nicaragua and Venezuela, and maybe Cuba. Guatemala's president is also skipping the get-together over U.S. sanctions on his government. Progress is unlikely, whatever the guest list. Long gone are the days of bold declarations, such as the charter in 2001 that committed the region's countries to democracy. The United States has been losing clout in the Americas, while several countries are retreating from democracy and free trade. That is bad news for everyone. As well as perennial issues such as migration, the region needs to respond to problems both exposed and deepened by the pandemic, including wobbly health and education systems and poverty. A tight race in Pennsylvania After a bruising campaign and recount, Mehmet Oz emerged victorious in Pennsylvania's Republican Senate primary on Friday. After polls closed on May 17th, just 902 votes put Dr. Oz, a television star endorsed by Donald Trump, ahead of his opponent, David McCormick, triggering the recount. Mr. Trump urged Dr. Oz to declare victory prematurely, while Mr. McCormick won a court case to include undated ballots. But with his numbers unimproved, Mr. McCormick conceded defeat. Dr. Oz must now convince more Republicans of his conservative bona fides while still tacking to the center. Though he benefits from America's souring opinions of Democrats, Pennsylvania is closely divided. It provides Democrats with one of their few chances to flip a Republican-held seat and preserve their narrow Senate majority. With his working-class demeanor and moderate positioning, the Democratic nominee, State Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, looks formidable. But after suffering a stroke on May 13th, he has yet to return to campaigning. Decisions ahead for the Supreme Court On Monday, America's justices released rulings in one or more of the 33 cases that remain to be decided before their summer holiday. An unusual number of high-profile disputes dot the docket the court will determine the scope of the Environmental Protection Agency's power to regulate greenhouse gas emissions in power plants. Cases involving school funding in Maine and a praying football coach in the state of Washington could weaken America's wall of separation between church and state. A challenge to a gun regulation in New York gives the court a chance to bolster the right to bear arms. Meanwhile, it seems the right to abortion, according to a draft opinion leaked on May second, will be erased, 49 years after it gained constitutional protection in Roe v. Wade. Tensions are high at the court amid an investigation into the leak, and with its 6-3 conservative tilt, the court faces plummeting support among a public that is roughly split 50-50. The drama is unlikely to ebb before the July fourth holiday. THE LADIES NOT FOR BURNING Margaret Atwood, a Canadian writer, was recently filmed trying to torch a copy of her 1985 novel The Handmaid's Tale. Brandishing a flamethrower, she took aim, but this unburnable edition printed on foil paper with nickel wire and stainless steel binding survived. It is to be auctioned on Tuesday at Sotheby's to draw attention to a wave of book bannings in America. The Handmaid's Tale, which depicts a nightmare theocracy, is among the world's most widely forbidden books. The auction benefits Pen America, a charity supporting free expression to combat conservative attacks on books about gender issues, racism, and sex education. The American Library Association reports that complainants tried to remove 1,597 titles in 2021, a fourfold increase from the year before. Quote, Let's hope we don't reach the stage of wholesale book burnings, as in Fahrenheit 451, Miss Atwood says, referring to Ray Bradbury's dystopian novel. Bidding for her own unburnable book currently stands at $100,000. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, Tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours BST on Friday to Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Monday. Which actor, known for playing Doctor Who, has recently taken on more villainous roles such as Kilgrave in Jessica Jones and the serial killer Dennis Nielsen? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Carl Jung, who died on this day in 1961. The least of things with a meaning is worth more in life than the greatest of things without it. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app.